Attention on deck. You're about to take command. Welcome to the bunker. Welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of The Bunker. Yes, this is a bonus edition of The Bunker podcast. I'm your host, Andy Burrows, and I am joined, as always, by my two illustrious co-hosts. First up, all the way in the United States of America, we have Mr. Jesse Martin. Jesse, how are you, brother? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Glad to be here. It's a beautiful day now that, uh, you know, for the first time in a very, very long time, FedEx Field is uh, sold out and... uh, you guys are coming here and I'm so excited. This week, this next week is going to go by so slow just because <laughs> of the anticipation of it. For week one, I know, man. I'll be already thinking this time next week we will be on American soil and I will be joined on American soil by my other co-host, Mr. Andy Lockhart. Andy, how are you, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm but sure you- it's only sold out because I'm going. I'm sure it's only because the English. I'm sure it's only because the English are coming. Uh, but we haven't come alone today, boys. Uh, we have a very special guest, uh, a man that I've always call, called the voice of Washington football, in my opinion. It's only Mr. Al Gordy. Al, how are you, brother? I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. No, thank you for coming on, my man. Thank you for coming on, uh, Al. One of the uh, one of the big breaking news stories in the last couple of hours is that FedEx Field is actually sold out in for the first time in a very long time we were discussing just before we hit the record button we reckon around the 2015 kirk cousins kind of era maybe even the rg3 2012 uh, era that fedex was actually full of washington fans uh what do you think that actually means for washington going into next sunday's home opener al that's fedex field is going to be packed to the rafters with burgundy and gold well, I think it's going to be a very special day, certainly, you know, going into the game. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens in the game. But uh, this is going to be, I think, a really great occurrence. You know, the last five weeks have been something else. And, you know, I think when the team got sold, we figured there would be joy and there would be celebrating. But I, I venture to say that it's been even be, it has been even beyond what people thought would be the case. I mean, there, there has been this like five-week festival that we've all been in the midst of, whether you're talking about like the actual day on which the sale became official to those open training camp practices to the crowds at um, the actual preseason games at FedEx Field. Those are pretty good crowds that the team got at FedEx Field to now something like the game for week one being sold out and being sold out because of Washington fans. Like this isn't a situation where Eagles fans are going to overtake FedEx Field or anything like that. I, I think it's something really different. I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous that we're talking about this being different. This should be the norm. This was the norm, you know, not that long ago. But uh, but I think it's going to be awesome. I think the atmosphere is going to be terrific. I think fans are embracing the new ownership. I think fans are embracing this team. I think there's a lot of excitement uh, for Sam Howell and for Eric Bieniemy and for what this defense could be. And, you know, look, you don't want to assume anything. I'm certainly not going to. But the Cardinals set up to be a really bad team this year. I mean, the Cardinals essentially are tanking. So if ever there was a, you know, gimme opponent in a week one game, this would seem to be it. Now, we know that guarantees our team nothing. We've seen many games in recent years uh, that we thought our team would win that the team did not win. 
But man, wouldn't it be something if we had this great atmosphere and the commanders beat the Cardinals like, you know, 35-10 or something like that? Like, how great would that be? And I hope, like heck, that that's what we see. Yeah. Al, is this, is this a sign that if we can do this on a week, I know it's week one and we're all excited, but if we can put a winning product on the field, like you said, this is, should be the norm. And it was the norm back in the RFK days. And, you know, I've heard many a story and I've listened to many a people talk on podcasts and radio phone-ins about the old RFK days. Should this be a become the norm with Washington? If we can put a winning product on the field, this is what it feels like to be a normal football fan, right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, the team has to hold up in its end of the bargain in terms of winning. Like, we know it starts with that. And so, you know, if the team has a bad season, then you're not going to have sold out FedEx field. Like, we know that. But I think if the team wins, people will show up. I, I think people are just kind of waiting for the green light to be all in again. You know, there were a lot of people who were never going to support the team financially as long as Dan Snyder was the owner. Well, that roadblock has been removed. Now, you know, you still have some people who are reluctant to go back. You have some people who, you know, are not happy with the name situation. But by and large, if the team does well, people will show up at the stadium. I've always believed that. I've never bought into this thing that, like, the, the fans who have left or have, uh, you know, uh, gone on hiatus are gone for good. Like, no, I think there may be some who are gone for good. But I think, by and large, if the team does well, people will show up. The NFL is immensely popular. The commanders remain the number one sports operation in Washington, D.C. sports. If the team does well, people are going to show up. And it's just a matter of the team doing well. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, just before I let you ask, uh, get into chatting to Al, I mean, what does it mean to you being a you know a lifelong Washington Redskins, Commanders, football team? You've read all the names since, we, since you've been a fan. What does it mean to you personally as well going into next Sunday that FedEx Field is going to be packed to the absolute rafters? You know, it's great. And how, how, you know, Al said, uh, I'm a season ticket holder, um, have been off and on for a very, very long time. We've had them in our family, you know, ever since the, the RFK days. But like Al said, you know, the the preseason games, you know, had almost as about as many fans as the actual regular season games in the past few years. And to to see that it's sold out and it's sold out to mainly Washington fans um, you know, you don't have the Eagles or, or Cowboys fans just packed in there. I think it's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm not, I'm dreading the traffic afterwards, but the atmosphere itself um, I, I, it's, it's going to be a sight to see something that we haven't seen in a really, really long time. Yeah. Um, Andy, it's going to be such a great experience for us to see, you know, we fly over, we leave here the UK next week today. We leave uh, the UK, we fly over next Friday. It's going to be so good for, I, I'm sure there's people flying all over from the United States, Europe to be at the first ever Washington commanders game with our new ownership. We were there last season with the first game as the commanders, but they're going to be there this season with the first game with the new ownership. Andy, what do you think FedEx field looks like next Sunday? Oh, it's going to be phenomenal. I mean, I thought it was really good last year, and it was only half full, really. Mm. I thought, you know, the first game, a lot of fans were really into it, and, you know, obviously we put points on the board, which is always nice. Um, but but this is going to be a different level. It really is going to be a different level this time. Everyone's going to be going crazy. It's going to be – everyone's going to be so drunk. Everyone's going to be so happy <laughs> because we're going to smoke every – smoking by at least 20, at least – and then you know it's all it's all good, man. It's all good. Oh, I wish you wouldn't have said that. It's gonna be the most Washington. <laughs> it's gonna be the most Washington thing ever if we lose in a last minute field. We, yeah, we lose not, that. No, it's not, just don't 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 jinx us. <laughs> don't um, jinx us, Andy. Go on, uh, uh, go on, Jesse. <laughs> uh, I, I want to 
you know, we're all sick of this uh, name debate, but as um, I mean, I, and I, I've been listening to you for years, man. I'm I'm so glad that you came back with the podcast um, after leaving 980. Um, I, I try to listen to you almost every day. I get up at work, uh, get up and go to work at 4 a.m. Just hoping that that you're on. Uh, my, Always my the perfect pods. podcast for me, bro. It yeah. drops at like 7 a.m. my yeah, time. I love it. <laughs> I wish everyone could do that. Can we all be on Goldie time, please? Yeah, I listen to you <laughs> on the on, on the way to work pretty much every morning. Um, but you know, Jason Wright came out uh, the other day. Um, you know, on the B Mitch and, and Finley show. You know, in, in finally put to bed uh you know the redskins is is not going to be the name period now on to commanders i know there's so many people that that uh you know at least on social media that that don't like the rebrand but as you see the owners you know the new owners come in um at least from my view more people are seem to be buying into the brand i have a feel i feel like Every time you buy a commander's gear, you're buying into the brand. Now, if this team wins, do you think that the owners will be like, you know what, we can we can hold on to this brand and build off of it? What's, what's your feelings off of it? Yeah, I think they could. And that's one of the reasons why I think the team has been very careful about how it has articulated the stance on the name. Like, if you listen to Josh Harris, if you listen to Magic Johnson, I've had on uh, my show Howard Gutman, who's a uh, personal advisor to Mitchell Rails. They all toe the same line, which is basically everything's under examination. Nothing's for sure. And I think that's 100% the way to play this. I think the Harris Group wants to take in a season. And I think the Harris Group wants to see, okay, what exactly is the possibility, the viability of commanders? Because to your point, I do have that suspicion that if the team – Let's say the Commanders went 10-7, and 11-6 this year. Sam Howell is really good, and the team wins a playoff game for the first time since the 2005 season. You're going to tell me that people still are going to hate that name? Now, look, there are some who despise that name, and I get it. I understand that. But I think like a lot of things in life, when something starts to do well and you start to get more used to that thing, you become more accepting of that thing. And so – I think the Harris group wants to see if there is viability with commanders. Look, financially, it would be cheaper for the group to stick with this name and roll with it and just let, you know, time pass and people get more acclimated to the name. I I think what the concern would be is that people associate the name right or wrong with Dan Snyder, and they just want nothing to do with the name, no matter how well the team ever does. And so I think that's why the group has, has been very vanilla, very neutral on where it actually stands on that name. I think a name change is a possibility, but like you said, I think if the team does well, it is quite possible that commanders ends up sticking. And the thing that I've always come back to with this name issue is there is no perfect new name. There never will be a perfect Uh, new name. So like, you know, I, I personally don't hate commanders like some people do. I get the sentiment that you may not love it, but like, tell me the new name that is so much better than commanders. Like there isn't one. There's a flaw with every name. That's always been one of the real tricky aspects of all this. So if you're going to drop commanders, fine. But what's the new name? And is it really going to be that much better and that much more accepted than commanders is? I, you know, I wonder about that. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, I couldn't stand the name when it first came out. But now, I mean, you see my backdrop. I have personalized, uh, personalized commanders license plate on my car. I've, I still don't necessarily like it, but this is my team. And, and I, I root for Washington. So I, I think more and more people are starting to do that. 
And, and I, I personally think that if, like you said earlier, Al, if this team goes out, and wins a playoff game, that's going to soften this name change blow a lot. Mm-hmm. Al, do we, it's time now. Just, I mean, we've, we've have, again, I've been going through social media. I've listened to your podcast already today. And there's always something in Washington that isn't talking about football. Isn't it now time that we just concentrate on winning games of football? I don't know if it's maybe inbreded in us because of the whole Dan Snyder thing and everything that we've gone through in the years. I said it on social media yesterday and got absolutely killed by some fans. I mean, <laughs> maybe I should just stay off Twitter every now and again. They were like, you don't know what the you're talking about shut up you stupid englishman and i'm like look what about if we just how about this is a wild wacky idea why don't we just concentrate on football in washington put a winning product on the field build our roster up over the next two three seasons whether that's with ron rara whether that's with the enemy taking over as head coach in six months a year's time do you just think maybe there's always that even though dan's not here we still seem to have this hangover of name change of this and that can we not just talk about football al well, I think we're entering into that uh, environment. I, I think once the regular season starts, it's going to take a lot for the conversation to shift off football. I mean, you know, a big part of all of this has been that there has there have been so many non-football topics with our team that have been significant and that have been worthy of discussion. Like, that's the thing, it, you know. Things like the investigations and the scandals and the name controversy, as tired as we all became of all of those things, it's like they were important. They were big deals. And, you know, when those things were at their peaks, I, I know from from my perspective, I, I almost felt silly at times, you know, talking about who the left guard was going to be when, like, you had Congress investigating the team, like, or, or the team <laughs> being for sale. Like, that just matters so much more than Sadiq Charles versus Chris Paul, as much as that does matter, right? Well, yeah. now that stuff really is, is being, you know, put to bed, is calming down. The, the name thing is going to be a thing that's around for a long time. But, you know, to your point about what Jason Wright came out and said, going back to Redskins certainly does not look like it's going to be happening. I, I don't think the NFL would go for it. And I think that's why that's just going to basically be uh, be shut down, basically was shut down by Jason Wright. I mean, Jason didn't say that. That wasn't Jason speaking for himself. That was Jason off having the communication that he has on a near yeah. daily basis with the Harris group. So, and he you know, gets a that, lot of that, shit for that, doesn't he, as well? They're like, Jason Wright's saying this. We don't believe him. Do you not think he's talking for the organization when he speaks? He's not doing this off the cuff. He, yeah, right. Look, Jason Wright is another conversation, but, you know, he's not a dummy. And I don't think he said that. You know, if, if you listen to how he said it, he was very careful. He was very short. He didn't want to say a lot because he didn't want to anger the people who are uh, in, you know, who are pro Redskins. And so, yeah, I, I don't think he said that like that's his opinion. I think he said that because he knows that the Harris group knows that going back to the name just isn't doable. Right or wrong, fair or unfair. I don't think the NFL would go for it. And I think that shuts it down. Like if you're Josh Harris, you just bought the team. To do something as tricky and delicate as going back to the name Redskins without the support of the NFL, like that, that's not happening, man. That's just not gonna. That's not gonna work. So yeah, I, I think the stuff is gonna calm down. The season is starting, and I think once the season starts, it's on. Especially if the team does well. Now, if the team has a bad season, then I think things could change. But you know, even then, you still could have a lot of football talk because then you know we we are on the Ron Rivera watch and. You know, does he get fired in season or anything like that? But hopefully we don't have to have those conversations. Hopefully the team is about to do well. But, yeah, I, I mean, what I look forward to is, like, next offseason. We, we have spent the last three or four off seasons talking so much about ownership and scandal. 
next off season for the first time in a long time, we should have none of that. Like it really should be about football. Now, maybe there are, you know, organizational changes in terms of Rivera and, uh, you know, Jason, Wright. Who knows? But it like the, the conversation finally should start to become normal, you know, really beginning with next off season. I think that's the gauge in season. It's almost always about football. I think once we get to next off season, I think that's when we're going to notice a difference. And, you know, we're not going to have something like what we had like this past off season, you know, all these reports about the sale and the ownership and is Dan going to sell and who's in contention to buy the team and all this stuff. Like that's all gone. That's all done. And uh, I, I think a lot of us are thrilled about that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's talk some football out before we let you get out of it, bro. I know you're really busy this afternoon. Uh, one player, and I know Andy's had, we, our WhatsApp group has been hilarious this afternoon. Uh, Chase Young, Al. It sounds weird to say, did we see the best of him in his rookie year? Because reports coming out again today uh, from the media saying Chase might not be good enough to go week one. Uh, they're saying he's made of glass. I mean, he's, he's coming for a lot of flack from certain fans. One of them is in this uh, podcast, by the way, sitting in my bottom left, yes, Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Lockhart. Oh, stop it. Um, <laughs> Al, I, have we... Have we not seen? We I don't think we've seen the best of Chase Young yet, and he's getting a lot of flack online and social media today from Washington fans saying, "Look, he's made of glass. He just wants to get paid at the end of this season when his current deal is up." People are even out there saying he doesn't want to play for the team again. Maybe someone in this podcast, uh, Al. What do you think of the whole Chase Young situation? Well, I think it's possible we've seen the best of Chase Young. I hope that that's not the case. But I mean, there's no doubt he was great in his rookie year, and he hasn't come close to that since then. I mean, I think it's important with this latest injury to acknowledge like it was a stinger that was suffered in the preseason opener. It's a tricky thing. It's a kind of thing that can happen to anybody. It's not really indicative of like being injury prone. And so you just got to hope that that thing heals sooner rather than later. And, you know, I, I'm not aware of any reason to think that Chase is doing anything other than very much wanting uh, to be playing with the team in week one. But listen. Contract season, I think it was a major indictment of what has happened with him that the team did not exercise his fifth-year option. I don't think that you can overstate the significance of that. Um, you know, you take a guy with a number two overall pick, it is assumed that you are going to exercise that fifth-year option that the team did not. Uh, that tells you something. I mean, you think about, like, other recent Washington first-round picks who did not have their fifth-year options exercised. Josh Doxson did not have it his first round, mm. uh, his fifth year option exercise. Like that's the company that Chase Young is in here. So, you know, I know it's not all on him in terms of performance, you know, some of it, a lot of it is the injury, but it's not all on the injury. He was having a very disappointing second season and clearly there has been a disconnect between him and Rod Vera. Now, hopefully that's in the past, uh, but there are a lot of questions with Chase Young. I mean, I, I don't look at him anymore as the top edge defender on the team. That's Montez Sweat. And, and that to me is the guy who deserves to be paid. Uh, Chase Young, we'll see, you know, and I hope Chase has a great year. I'm rooting for the guy. But, um, you know, I I've had this thought. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I mean, the parallels with him and RG3 of each guy, a number two overall pick, each guy, a rookie of the year, each guy suffers a devastating knee injury. In Robert's case, he was never the same again, not only because of the knee injury, but because of a clashing with the coaching staff. And with Chase, you wonder if we're going to say the same thing. Is he ever the same again? And we know that he has had issues with Ron Rivera. So hopefully, you know, Chase and Robert, the uh, the parallel paths diverge here and Chase, you know, gets back to being great. But I, I think it's fair to have questions. I, I don't know how you couldn't at this point. 
Yeah, no, good point. I mean, hopefully we don't see Chase in four seasons trying to write a book and throw his organisation under the bus. <laughs> but uh, no, Al, I mean, it's been great having you on. Just quickly finishing up, Al, how many games are we winning this season? What do you think uh, and what do you think the score will be a week one? All right, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say the Commanders have a 10-7 and 7 2023 oh, yes, regular sir. season. I'm going to drink some Kool-Aid. We, we've been, drink you that know, Kool-Aid. Drink it. We out. have been immersed <laughs> in negativity for so long. Can we can we be happy for Love once? It. Can we be optimistic for once? And uh, I'm going to say that what we see in week one is shades of what we saw in week one of the 2012 season. If you remember mm. that, yes. Skin Saints, the uh, regular season debut of the aforementioned RG3, the shock and awe game. And uh, I'm going to say the Commanders uh, smash the Cardinals in week one, 28 13. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm calling for. Love Love it, Al. Love it, Al. Well, Al, thank you so much, as always, for taking a little bit of time to come on our podcast. Gutted that we're not going to get to meet you week one, but I know you're busy working. We're going to be tuned into your podcast. Honestly, never change the time because it's in the morning. When I wake up, it's there. Me, Jesse, we love (laughs) it. But just tell our listeners where they can find your podcast, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, the Al Galdi podcast, new episode out uh, each weekday morning, United States Eastern Time, uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, you can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you uh, find a podcast. And that's awesome that you guys are going to that game. Uh, you should have a blast. Uh, thank you, my man. We can't wait. This time next week, we will be partying with Jesse and he will be trying to keep up with us uh, with the old drinking games. But uh, I won Al- last year. He stayed up like an extra two minutes than us, but apparently that's a moral victory. <laughs> yeah. I blame, I blame jet lag Al. yeah i blame jet lag Al. but you know what what can you do but al thanks so much for stopping by brother we wish you all the success in the world keep up the hard work man and we will definitely definitely see you at fedex field one day my man i appreciate that very much thank you thanks right, al. thanks Take al. Care, brother thanks yeah, man. man cheers uh boys always pleasure to talk to the voice love al man absolutely every, love the dude morning. to death man uh, I, I don't think he's probably out of all the podcasts i don't think i've actually ever missed an al Gordy podcast I yeah yeah he listen is, to it uh, every day um but uh andy come on then i know jesse's got to shoot off and film uh record his podcast soon chase young our whatsapp group uh just inform our listeners what you think of the chase young situation I'm not going to interrupt you andy the floor is your jesse let him have his moment he had it in a whatsapp group today i i, I put my phone yeah, down yeah, for like I, 20... just think, I, just, I mean like al mentioned you know i think he's he's finessing the team a little bit i, I really do you know i do think he's uh playing play, playing it a little bit like is it is it a mental thing? Is it not? You know, is it something that he's, you know, sometimes yeah, you know, you might think, well, have, have, have I took it the wrong way? But I always try and give different different sides to it and what he might be thinking, you know. And end of the day, I'll I'll mention it. The fifth year option wasn't taken, you know, just Dotson type of style. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. this guy's meant to be an absolute stud. Now again, we know he's been injured prone. We know he's been injured. Um, but then all of a sudden, this other injury comes up. Now again, yes, Stingers, as we know, you know, you could be back in a week, you could be at career enders. That's that, that's that's the type of injury that is. Um, you know, Say, the soldier. Uh, uh, I mean, John Jarrett for us. Yeah, few, that's yeah, what, who comes to mind. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was yeah, thinking he, about. He You're right. And Stinger couldn't get back. You no, know, he lost all the strength in his hands. Similar happened to me when I played rugby. That's what happened to me. So, uh, you know, I well, maybe up, Chase Young will be sitting down hosting a podcast in a few years. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he knows, you know. Um, I think that's all he might be doing, the way it's going. <laughs> no, he'll be fine, no, man. He'll be fine, him. honestly. I mean, I, I, think, I just think I, I just I think we're all overreacting because I, I, I want. I mean, I want Chase Young. I want Chase Young to be the stud that we thought he was going to be. Mm, I, I think don't he will, hate bro. on the guy. I, I just hate no, like I know. I get kind what you're of saying. everything that 
everything's a bit of a drama with him. Do you know what I mean? Now again, it might be because he's high profile and he's you know, was number two overall pick, and every little That's thing gets, gets jumped on. And I think because he isn't, if he wasn't a number two overall pick, if he wasn't our second overall pick, there was no way would this be. Yeah, if he was a seventh round, and no one be giving a shit. I get why it's because he is your second overall pick. You want him to be good. You want him to be the player that we all think he can be. I know, understand that you meant to give injury reports, and I understand you know they get. But give out less information sometimes. Sometimes less is more. Less is more. Sense. When you're looking at like Ron Rivera, you should be saying, Mrs. Barrett says the same all the time. Yeah. I probably just keep out, make sure he's all right. But like they did with Logan for a while. No, they kept it quite vanilla what his injury was and yeah, it's his calf and that's it. Didn't say what it actually was. Did we? we don't know what it actually was. No, yeah. he doesn't, mate. He doesn't. Things under well, wraps, especially for Chase when you know he's such high profile and everyone's mm. after him. Yeah, well, after every little crumb, you know, the media's after it, and Ron's giving giving away things, and Chase probably is a little bit, you know. Well, and it's just like, man, just yeah. keep that shit in house, man. Yeah, you're injured, okay, fine, you're not playing, but just kind of like keep it in. You can't keep the thing Best is, you if, if Chase Young's not in the field, people are going to want to know why. Yeah, oh, it's his arm, oh, it's his neck. Yeah, I get that, I, but it's, it's very, very yeah, difficult it's to this cover, and, that, and then he might not be back for week one, and all this. You just leave all that. Don't even mention yeah. it. You, you can't. You 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 really can't because yes, it was. He's such a high profile player. He everybody saw that he was injured. Okay, when during training camp, all the media is there. All the fans are there. Yes, he's got injured during the uh, during the game. During the games, when when people get injured, you have reporters there that are right there next to you. They they. Uh, tell the fan or the viewing audience what's going on. Is it a knee? Is it uh, an arm, a finger? Well, this is a stinger. So right there, that's, that's, that's that right now. Now, by all accounts, Chase was having a really, really good camp. Excellent camp. Okay. Um, After he got injured, he's been, he, uh, you know, uh, the few days after he he wasn't he wasn't out there, but when he was able to come back a couple of days later, he's been on the field every single time. He's been in every single meeting. Uh, the doctors, and this is how it works in the NFL. This is legal proceedings. Uh, the NFLPA and the NFL has worked out the deal in the collective bargaining agreement. Doctors are end all be all. Okay, they do. They have tests. They run. On on a weekly basis, is Chase right now is in. He's he's not only trying to play good for the team, but he's also needs to play good, show good for thirty one other teams in the NFL. If he's possibly not going to get a contract here, this year is very important to Chase. Chase wants to be out on that field. I have zero mm. doubts about that. Yeah. He needs to be out on that field. He needs to play because he is playing for. His livelihood. He's playing for that contract. He wants that big and, contract. He needs to be on a football field. For, but he can't if the doctors say he can't. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. That's that's it's, this is these are these are the laws set up by the NFL and the NFL Players Association. If the doctors don't clear you, you cannot play. No matter if the no, player true. wants to play or not, you can't play unless the doctors clear you. As you read different places, different parts, and it's like, well. Someone says doctor did say yes, and then you look for a second. No, but no, there's, there's say, the, you sure I'm okay. And then obviously the flip side is what you're saying is saying, well, no, he's saying he's not ready, and he's asking for somebody else to let him play. So there has not been one reputable report that has come out, reputable report that's come out and say he's been cleared by a doctor. 
That's Jesse, do you, do you, do you, are you trying to tell me that Twitter's not reputable? That's what I'm saying. Jesus, what I'm Jesse, saying. man. Come on, you know all them doctors on I mean, social I media. I, I know. Uh, Jesse, just finishing up, bro. I know that you've got to go and record your uh, amazing Bleeding Burgundy podcast with that other English guy. can't remember his name. Um, Scott Fartley. Scott Ten Fartley, shit. yeah. I mean, Tension. This time next week. <laughs> honestly, we've got to sit for eight hours on a plane with him. Oh, Jesus Christ. Andy. Good luck with that. Yeah, That's thank you. Just, just finishing up, Jesse and Andy. Um, but we're going to get into this more on uh, Monday. Uh, what did you make of Dax Mill making the fifty-three? That uh, that it, it set the cat amongst the pigeons, shall we say? As a lot of Washington fans couldn't actually believe it. I, I know Tim Meek put out a good tweet about Dax Mill and stuff like that. I, I I had no problems with it. I think he deserves a roster spot. Look, I blame Kaz Allen for all of this right here. No, okay, <laughs> I'm the same. I'm the same. <laughs> it's all Kaz Allen's fault. Damn Look, you, Kaz Allen. Is he the flashiest guy? No, but we know this for certain. He's going to catch the ball, and that right there is probably the most important thing in uh punt and kick return is being able to handle, handle kick. Because listen, man, you got uh 11 crazy fools running at you full speed. I, and I'm not talking about our size people, huge monsters coming at you. You need someone back there that is going to handle the ball and, and, and make sure the possession is ours. And Dax Milne is that person to do it uh, right now. Unfortunately, Kaz Allen, Hey, he could develop into that guy, but I understand uh, why the team kept Milne, and it was the right move. Yeah. Uh, well, boys, it's going to be interesting week one. We're probably going to have no Chase Young, no Terry McLaurin. I haven't heard an update on Terry this week. Hopefully we get some news as we start the next uh, next week. But, boys, we will be back Monday. We are going to have our, uh, our game day preview show on Monday. We're going to look forward to next weekend's week one opener with a sold-out FedEx field with us English guys in attendance with you crazy American fools back in the red zone lot back on a uh, back, uh, hitting a golf course next weekend it's going to be an absolute great weekend uh, but Jesse Andy enjoy your weekend Jesse go have a great show I will look forward to sitting in the YouTube uh, chat room sitting chatting to myself for an hour like I usually do on most Fridays but now go and have a great show brother and I will catch you guys on Monday excellent no worries. Boy, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of The Bunker. Make sure you check us out on social media at Commander Bunker on Twitter. You can find us. Same on Facebook. Till next time, everybody. Bunker down and stay safe. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out today's episode of The Bunker. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. You can find us on Twitter at Commander Bunker on Facebook. Just search The Bunker. 